0: This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer, and today I have the uh, great pleasure again of uh, visiting with uh, Dimitrios Nasudis uh, from the Hospital of University of Pennsylvania, um, who is obviously, as many of you know, uh a frequent guest of our uh, podcast and then uh, we were just having a discussion regarding the fact that uh certainly it is uh it, it is due 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 to the fact that he just publishes really great papers so we frequently uh want to have him on the on the podcast as well um and uh the topic of this discussion is going to be the um manuscript that was recently published in the journal uh, titled the impact of sentinel lymph node sampling versus traditional lymphadenectomy on the survival of patients with advanced stage, stage 3C endometrial cancer. So, welcome, Demetrius.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, uh, obviously a very interesting topic, uh, one that often comes up in discussion even to this day. Um, Sentinel lymph node mapping obviously has become a standard approach for lymph node evaluation in patients with endometrial cancer in many institutions. Um, there's still many who are hesitant to, to accept sentinel lymph node alone as an appropriate and safe strategy for lymph node assessment. Many actually claim that this is still an issue with high risk patients that we don't have enough data. Um, so therefore my, my first question is, um, why do you think this study was, uh, important and particularly relevant in our field today?
1: Yes, the sentinel lymph node algorithm was developed as a minimalistic approach to surgical lymph node staging. Of course, uh, an endometrial cancer surgical lymph node staging has been controversial from the beginning. And it is actually the middle ground between the no lymphadenectomy approach and systematic lymphadenectomy all the way to the renal vessels. While multiple studies uh, have demonstrated excellent diagnostic accuracy, even for high risk histologies, as you mentioned, uh, as demonstrated by a recent international survey, there is a large number of surgeons that are hesitant to adopt uh, a central lymph node biopsy. And they do uh, cite mainly the lack of robust data on long term oncologic outcomes. Also, there are some surgeons that believe in the possible therapeutic effects of systematic lymphatonectomy, especially for high risk histologies. And indeed, uh, looking at the literature, the survival data are lacking, especially since sentinel lymph node is a new technique. And our study aimed to investigate the impact of sentinel lymph node biopsy on the management and overall survival of patient, patients with positive lymph nodes. Yeah.
0: And, and Demetrius, you mentioned that there have been prospective studies that have evaluated the role of lymphadenectomy in patients with endometrial cancer. Um, just before we begin the the full details of the discussion, can you just provide a brief overview for our listeners regarding the results of those studies evaluating whether lymphadenectomy should be indicated in patients with endometrial cancer?
1: Yeah, the first uh, prospective study to investigate uh, the diagnostic accuracy of sentinel lymph node procedure was the Sentiendo study from uh, France that enrolled patients. In nine centers, uh, surgeons utilized the uh, dual injection of technetium and blue dye, and enrolled 103 to three patients with uh, par in early stage can- endometrial cancer, while all patients uh, underwent systematic lymphadenectomy with or without lymphatic lymphadenectomy. And they did find uh, an overall incidence of pelvic lymph node metastasis of 17% and uh, a sensitivity of central lymph node biopsy of 84% and 97%. Uh, in addition, it was a large um, trial uh, in the United States, the FIRES trial, that uh, was performed in 10 centers. And uh, in this study, uh, surgeons used a cervical injection of ICT and enrolled a bigger number of patients, approximately 400. Uh, again, all patients had systematic lymphadenectomy with or without paralytic lymphadenectomy, and they found a slightly lower incidence of lymph node metastasis at 12%. But the sensitivity and negative predictive value of the sentinel lymph node algorithm was 972 and 99.6% uh, demonstrated excellent accuracy.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dimitris, where are we today with regards to NCCN guidelines as it pertains to sentinel lymph node versus lymphoenectomy? In 2021, um, is sentinel lymph node acceptable by NCCN guidelines?
1: Yeah, in the current NCCN guidelines, um, they state that lymph node assessment continues to be an important aspect of surgical staging since it can provide important prognostic information that could alter the treatment decisioning. And uh, central lymph node mapping is presented actually as a viable option of lymph node assessment for patients with disease apparently confined to the uterus in the absence of gross extrauterine disease on pre-op or in trial exploration. Uh, it should be mentioned though that uh, the central lymph node algorithm does underline the need to remove any suspicious or grossly enlarged lymph nodes, regardless of mapping, while it does require the performance of a site-specific nodal dissection in case of failed mapping on a hemipelvis. And in addition, all mapped sentinel lymph nodes should be examined with ultra-staging, and adherence to that algorithm and protocol is important. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and I'm glad you you highlighted that, that uh, the sentinel lymph nodes must be evaluated with ultra-staging as this is often not uh, performed in a number of institutions. Um, so now let, let's get into the um, your study. Uh, what was the primary aim of your uh, work?
1: yeah we aim to compare the overall survival and treatment patterns between patients with uh, for patients with stage 3c patients with apparent early stage disease that had positive lymph nodes and look at uh, differences between patients who had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone versus comprehensive lymphadenectomy using a large multi-institutional database
0: and then now, let's talk a little bit about that database. And, uh, and also, I'm interested in what was the time frame of the study?
1: Yeah, so um, the database uh, draws patients from the United States. Uh, it um, it's, is provided by the American Culture Surgeon and the Commission on Cancer. It is actually a hospital-based uh, database that prospectively collects data and does cover approximately 70% of uh, newly diagnosed cancer cases. We selected patients diagnosed between 2012 and 2015 uh, because in 2012, a variable was introduced that could uh, permit the identification of patients that had sentinel lymph node procedure. And 2015 was our cutoff um, since uh, that was when the data uh, with survival data were available.
0: I see, so then you did stop at 2015 just to have enough survival uh, data available.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, the NCDB provided patient survival data for cases diagnosed up to two thousand fifteen.
0: Okay. And uh, what type of patients uh, did you include? What was your inclusion criteria?
1: Yeah. So, uh, we used uh, site-specific staging codes and we identified patients with uh, disease apparently confined to the uterus who underwent uh, robotic cystic or traditional laparoscopic hysterectomy and had uh, positive lymph nodes, according to the pathology report. We also wanted patients not to receive radiation therapy or chemotherapy before the surgery and have at least uh, one month of follow-up using the variable of lymph node staging. We identified patients that had at least 20 lymph nodes removed and no evidence of a central lymph node procedure. And that was our, a comprehensive lymphadenectomy group. And the other group included patients that had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone. Yeah. And
0: then uh, I think I heard you mention that you included patients who underwent laparoscopy or robotic surgery. Um, so my understanding is you did not include patients who had open surgery. And I was wondering if, uh, if that was the case, why not?
1: Yeah, so uh, currently in the United States, the majority of surgeons do use the ICG for uh, sentinel lymph node biopsy technique. And since a handheld camera is not readily available in most hospitals, we suspected that patients who underwent laparotomy would be less likely to undergo sentinel lymph node biopsy. Also, uh, we hypothesized that patients with uh, suspicious lymph nodes on pre-op imaging or gross lymph node involvement found intra would may be more likely to have a full lymphadenectomy to the renal vessels with laparotomy. So we didn't want to introduce another additional confounder and focus on patients that had minimum invasive hysterectomy.
0: Okay. And then uh, just going back to another point that you mentioned during your inclusion criteria, and then it takes us back to, again, the question of what's an appropriate uh, number of lymph nodes in a lymphadenectomy. I think I heard you say you selected adequate lymphadenectomy as 20 or more lymph nodes. Um, so where did you get this number and why was this the case?
1: Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, the NCDB does not provide data of the up for the upper limits of the lymph node dissection. So if it was like just the pelvis or paraortics up to the renal vessels and where exactly the lymphadenectomy stopped. So uh, we used the, the number of lymph nodes examined by the pathology reports to determine the adequate lymphadenectomy. We, arbitrarily, arbitrarily selected a specific cutoff and we opted to use twenty-two lymph nodes based on actually prior studies. And this is pretty, pretty similar to the proposed 22 lymph node cat, cutoff that was pro, pro, uh, proposed by the, a retrospective study from the Mayo Clinic. Okay,
0: so then now on to the main findings of your study. How many patients uh, actually um, did you include and, and what were your results?
1: Yeah, so we found uh, approximately 1,400 patients that met our inclusion criteria. 92% had systematic lymphadenectomy, and approximately 8% had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone. Among the patients who had uh, systematic lymphadenectomy, uh, the majority of them, 82%, had pyrotic lymph nodes removed. Uh, As expected, the patients who had sentinel lymph node biopsy had a lower number of lymph nodes removed. The difference was four versus 27. Uh, we did not find a difference in overall survival between patients that had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone or systematic lymphadenectomy. The three-year overall survival rates were 82.2% and 79.4%. And after controlling for important confounders such as patient AIDS, race insurance, tumor histology, LVSI, a type of adjuvant treatment, we found no difference again between the, and the survival between the two groups. Yeah.
0: And um, so, again, stressing and highlighting that you found no difference between sentinel lymph node biopsy and, and lymphadenectomy. So that's important for our audience to uh, take away from from this study. Um, one of the things that I wanted to uh, just kind of go into a little bit of the details of the results, uh, you know, certainly, obviously, a lot of patients, uh, total 1,432 Um you did mention that uh, the majority i believe it was 92% or 1323 patients underwent a uh, systematic lymphadenectomy and about 109 or 8% underwent sentinel lymph node biopsy alone um so one of the questions uh, that you know certainly might come up is it, 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 does this distribution uh, present a problem in terms of the analyses. Um, so many lymphadenectomies versus, you know, uh, uh, one could say quite a few sentinel lymph nodes alone only.
1: Yeah, so uh, we actually thought about this and um, we're con- considering uh, having a, a, an alternative statistical approach like propensity score matching. However. The, um, we do not think that then even a distribution is a problem, since the baseline, most baseline demographic, pathological characteristics, with exception of patient AIDS and type of treatment facility, were comparable actually between the two groups, and we did perform a multivariate analysis to control for major confounders. Of course, the the number of patients I had central lip nodes is small, and that's a uh, limitation of our study. However, uh, it is. We'll look at specific population, like positive lymph nodes, mm-hmm. uh patients, which is pretty rare to begin with. Yeah.
0: And then um, I wanted to also just highlight uh, this question. Uh, w- were the groups matched in terms of risk factors for recurrence? And um, can you tell us a little bit about the rate of adjuvant treatment in, in both groups?
1: Yeah, so um, when we look at the baseline characteristics, patients uh, that had sentinel lymph node biopsy were older. However, uterine factors such as histology, extent of disease, LVSI, and tumor size uh, were actually comparable between the two groups. Uh, While well, overall, the rate of adjuvant treatment was similar between the sentinel node biopsy alone and uh, systematic metanectomy groups, uh, 84% and 87% uh, respectively. We did note that there were some interesting differences in the type of adjuvant treatment that was administered. So, patients I had sentinel liminal biopsy alone were less likely to receive chemotherapy alone. Uh, third, 14% uh, versus 37%, but they were more likely to receive radiation therapy alone, like 20% versus 5%. Yeah. However, the rates of chemo radiation were comparable between the two groups 67% uh, versus 58%.
0: Yeah, that's great. So it was com- com- comparable for chemo radiation. So Yes. Um, yeah. Now, one of the things also is the follow up time. Um, I believe. Uh, one group was twenty eight point three months the other thirty six months um and you know some might say, well, you know that may not be long enough to to determine if there's truly is a, a difference in survival um what would you say to those who would make that claim?
1: yeah, it's a valid claim since um Uh, The central lymph node biopsy technique is relatively new and uh, we included patients since up to 2015. The only median follow-up time was a relative short. Uh, We do anticipate the majority of relapses occurring within the first two years. And uh, given the progress in the management of recurrent endometrial cancer, there is a chance that we do not see a difference in overall survival within this time frame. So I think it is a valid uh, concern. Uh, and we do need more studies with longer follow-up. Yeah,
0: um, and one of the other things is also um, the this issue, particularly pertaining to the high risk population, because you know often when we uh, have uh, conferences, discuss presentations, you know most people agree. Well, yes, and low risk is fine. Send the lymph node alone. But you often have uh, quite a bit of resistance from some, uh, where when the high-risk population comes up, and always there's a question of, well, in, in that patient population, I still got to do a lymphadenectomy. So I was wondering if you had specifically looked at the high-risk population in this in this study, and what were the findings?
1: Yeah, so we actually performed uh, was stratified or analysis based by tumor histology. And for patients with high-grade tumors, like we included grade three endometrioid, serous, clear cell, and a sarcoma, there was no difference in overall survival between patients that had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone versus systematic lymphadenectomy. The uh, three-year overall survival rates were 64.8% versus 65.2%. That was pretty identical. Uh, so no difference in the overall survival in this high-risk population. Of course, the numbers are even smaller. Uh, But we did uh, recently published, actually, uh, a study looking at this high-risk population regardless of the lymph node status. And we did, again, use the NCDB and found no difference in uh, overall survival between sentinel lymph node biopsy or uh, systematic lymphadenectomy. Yeah.
0: So it is. uh, I mean, it it seems from from the literature and from what you're telling us that even in that high risk population, it's okay to do just the sentinel lymph node mapping, as long obviously as uh, lymph nodes are found.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and as long as um, it's we adhere to the sentinel lymph node algorithm, uh, and we do have the as you mentioned data from uh, uh, prospective studies, such as the study that that was performed in your institution, the center study from uh, Canada and uh, SREC study from Sweden that, so that the sentinel lymph node algorithm has excellent um, accuracy in this high-risk population. Great.
0: And then now, in your discussion, you're, you're a bit critical of some of the literature that has been published so far on this uh, topic, I um, was wondering if you could just highlight some of your major issues of concern with uh, literature thus far.
1: Yeah, so uh, the main concern of sentinel lymph node biopsy is, uh, as you mentioned, the role in high-risk histologies, and as well as the presence, possible presence of skip metastasis. However, we do need more data on how sentinel lymph node mapping impacts the long-term oncologic outcomes and the need for adjuvant treatment. And we actually do need data on patient quality of life, uh, since this is important as well. And uh, to date, uh, there are not many studies that compare, that provide these outcomes or compare like lymphadenectomy versus uh, central lymph node biopsy.
0: Yeah, so uh, now going back to your your study with regards to the limitations, what do you think are the primary limitations of the the study?
1: Yeah, our study has several limitations since it's a retrospective database uh, study. First of all, uh, one could argue that the number of patients that uh, had sentinel lymph node biopsy alone was small, and while our enrollment years 2012-2015 was uh, on the early stage in the infancy of central lymph node biopsy, mm-hmm. uh, we do suspect that a number of cases would have been missed, secondary to coding misclassifications, and uh, these cases might not be captured. Uh, also, we do not have central pathology review. So tumor stage and uh, histology, musculophysifications cannot be excluded. And we could not verify if ultrastating was performed mm-hmm. for all uh, central lymph nodes. And we do not have data on the volume of the metastatic disease like mm-hmm. micromets versus mm-hmm. uh, ITCs versus like m- uh, micromets. Uh, and as previously mentioned, um, we don't have data on the uh, relapse uh, or location of relapse cause of death. And these are important outcomes that uh, could have give us more information on differences in PFS or uh, patterns of recurrence. And uh, more importantly, we don't have um, data on the surgical technique uh, that each surgeon used. And that's mm-hmm. another important aspect, surgical Quality assurance of the central lymph node techniques, since it's not a standardized yet uh, procedure with wide variation. And uh, we didn't have uh, data on the preoperative imaging or the intraoperative uh, appearance of lymph nodes. So we, the population, especially, or population, especially of the systematic lymphadenectomy group, could have included some patients with suspicious lymph nodes. Uh, and lastly, we don't have. Information on the location of the resected lymph nodes mm. and the location of the positive uh, lymph nodes, uh, or uh, if uh, failure uh, to map occurred in one of the hemipelvises. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, these and these obviously are all uh, limitations of these large databases. We have the advantages of really great numbers, but then these uh, certain limitations. So now, Demetrius, um, you know, usually there is a, a question from the audience where somebody will say, "Well, but don't you think there's a therapeutic value to a lymphadenectomy rather than just diagnostic?" Um, how do you address those? Uh, you know, based on what you have learned from from the literature, what you've published.
1: Yeah, so actually the aim of surgical lymph node staging other central lymph node is actually to identify diagnostic, is actually to identify patients that harbor lymph node metastasis and then tailor their adjuvant treatment, identifying these patients. crucial since, as demonstrated by the uh, ad hoc analysis of the PORTIC3 trial, they could benefit from chemoradiation compared to radiation alone. To date, there's to date there's no data from randomized trials demonstrating a therapeutic value in lymphadenectomy, and uh, actually, that's the case is more in the majority of solid um, malignancies, the removal of normal internal lymph nodes does not improve survival. And in fact, there we have the two randomized trials from Europe that concluded that the performance of lymphadenectomy itself is not associated with a survival benefit compared to no lymphadenectomy. Of course, these trials were criticized in terms of patient selection and lack of standardization. Uh, so in parts of the world, like no lymphadenectomy is the default for patients with endometrial cancer. Of course, there are some retrospective studies we have to acknowledge, like the SEPAL study uh, from Japan that concluded that comprehensive lymphadenectomy that includes a paraortic lymphadenectomy uh, may improve survival for patients with intermediate or high risk. Um, of recurrence. Uh, however, all these studies are prone to bias since they're retrospective and there are differences in the, in the patterns of adjuvant treatment that could impact their uh, their outcomes. So there's no prospective data to support the therapeutic effect of uh, systematic lymphadenectomy. Now there is an open trial, the ECLATS trial from Germany that will compare comprehensive pelvic and parartic lymphadenectomy to no lymphadenectomy for high-risk patients. And since all patients will receive the same adjuvant treatment, but will break you with chemo, this study could possibly test the possible therapeutic effects of a systematic lymphadenectomy.
0: Fantastic. Great. So then now, Demetrius, last question. Um, where do we go from here? Do you think we need um, prospective randomized trials uh, before sentinel lymph node mapping becomes the standard of care officially and lymphadenectomy is no longer performed?
1: Yeah, so surgical lymph node staging is a controversial topic from its beginning. And uh, as previously mentioned, there's significant practice variation worldwide, varying from no lymphadenectomy to systematic lymphadenectomy. So, uh, as a tool to detect lymph node metastasis, central lymph node has proven that it is sensitive and has an excellent negative predictive value for both low and high risk patients. However, we do need more data on long-term outcomes and patient-reported outcomes, more importantly. So uh, how we will approach this question, there's different approaches. like Looking at the trials registry, there are already a number of open trials that are trying to investigate the value of central liver staging from different angles. Now, we have first we have the select perspective study that will follow patients with intermediate risk, uterine cancer, uh, undergoing uh, central lymph node biopsy, and they will compare the incidence of recurrence to historic controls. Mm-hmm. And the rationale is that since uh, systematic lymphadenectomy is associated with such uh, high uh, morbidity and incidence of lymphedema, and the central lymph node biopsy has been already been uh, va- uh, validated as an excellent diagnostic cure, might not a uh, uh, tool might not be uh, ethical to uh, subject patients to systematic lymphadenectomy. On the other hand, there are three randomized trials that are comparing head-to-head central biopsy to systematic lymphadenectomy. The first from Brazil aims to recruit 160 high-risk tumors and randomize them to central lymphobioxia alone or per- pelvic and pariartic lymphadenectomy. And similarly, there is a trial from China that aims to uh, recruit 780 uh, Patients with high intermediate risk tumors, and there is another trial from South Korea that will recruit three hundred patients, hmm. regardless of grade or histology. So it seems there are already trials comparing head to head central lymph node biopsy to systematic lymphadenectomy. Of course, since their main outcome is progressive free survival, we anticipate their um, recruitment to end and the results in several years ahead. And uh, there is a different approach, of course, since uh, a lot of people don't believe in the value of lymphadenectomy. And we have the uh, end of three trials that will compare central lymph node biopsy to no lymph node assessment at all. So, And that will look in terms of. Patient quality and disease-free survival, regardless of histology. Mm-hmm. So, all these three approaches are uh, attempting to answer the same question: What is the value of central lymph biopsy in terms of patient outcomes and overall survivals? They have different methodology and a different approach, but they will give us much more data uh, that we greatly need. And of course, as the as the technique is becoming more. Uh, more widespread we will see more retrospective studies and we will get a signal if there is a difference in survival and necessitates a bigger randomized trial
0: great very exciting very exciting how there's so many ongoing projects and looking forward to uh, obviously the results uh, of those so demetrius nasiuris uh, thank you so so much uh, for your time Um, Thank you uh, again for submitting your work to the journal. Congratulations on the amazing work that uh, you're doing, and thank you for the contributions you continue to make to gynecologic oncology.
1: Thank you. Thank you again for having me here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.